Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Think Future. My name is Chris Calabucas, and once again, we're coming at July from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation startups, the future. Not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. If you're watching on YouTube, smack that subscribe button and hit that bell so you can be notified when a new show comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast service, please subscribe and please drop a note on Apple Podcasts. I'd greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now, a little while back, I did a show about the past, talking about the past. And does the past exist or did the pa- even did the past exist? Is the past still around? Or was it chewed up by the Langoliers? Now I want to talk a little bit about reality. Now I thought to myself the other day, as I was pondering a concept for a science fiction short story, what if the Matrix was 100% right? What if we really are living in a simulation? What would we do differently if we found out we were living in a simulation? I mean, we could, what if we could do, could we do differently if we found out we were living in a simulation? If we're living in a simulation that we can't get out of, like what we're doing right now, you sitting in front of this screen, listening to me talk, me talking to this screen right now, this could all be a simulation. This could all be in our heads. This is something that's being piped into our brains, bypassing our senses and making us think we have eyes, we have mouths, we have noses, we have senses, we can see, we can hear, we can feel. What if all of this isn't real? What if all of this is a simulation? I would say, great. Great. There's nothing we can do about it, is there? We can't break out of the simulation. I mean, in the Matrix, that's what they did. And in the real world, the Matrix, the world of outside of the Matrix, the real the world outside of the Matrix was terrible. It was a terrible world. Who would want to live in the real world when they could live in the Matrix world? The real world was awful compared to the Matrix world. So we live, if we assume that we live in a simulation because I think a lot of philosophers are starting to get to the point where they're thinking that how can we know that there is an objective reality out there? There is no way to know if there's an objective reality out there because everything that we see, hear, feel is moderated, intermediated by our senses, our eyes, our noses, our mouths, our ears, everything that we see and hear is intermediated by our senses. And we only assume things are true because enough of us see things and hear things and smell things and taste things. And if 
enough of us do it, then we get to a approximation of the truth. We get to an approximation of the truth. Is that tree actually there? Well, if I can stand up there and touch the tree, and if I can see the tree, and if enough people stand and see the tree, then the tree probably exists in some kind of objective reality. But because all of us have just seen and touched and felt the tree, the only way we know that the tree is actually there is because we've all sensed it. What if there is no such thing as an objective reality outside of our senses? What if we truly do live in a simulation? And when we see these glitches in the matrix like deja vu and other things where something's not quite right, couldn't it not be explained by errors in the simulation that something just went wrong and we saw things that didn't occur? Are people able to see outside the simulation? Can people change the simulation based on the rules that they see within the simulation? Is there a world outside of the simulation that we could possibly get to? Because I think if we really, whether we are not, we're in a simulation or not, whether we live in a simulation or not, does it really matter how, how we act? Would we act any differently if we were in a simulation or not in a simulation? Probably not, right? And then if we are in a simulation, I mean, do we exist as real individual human beings or are we software? Do we, is the reason why we think the brains are wired like software is because we are software? But are we software? Because a lot of people say, well, you know, the only reason why we do, they don't believe in free will. Human beings don't have free will. They're just driven by whatever environment they're in, their determinism, and determinism is very strong. A lot of what we do, and this is something that a lot of people forget, a lot of what we do has to do with the environment that we're in. We're, we, maybe we're on a diet, but it's really difficult for us to order something other than a burger when all our friends are going for burgers. Our environment really makes a huge difference on the way we act. Social, environmental, mental, emotional, all of these things. Although emotional, you could, uh, you could think that emotions are something that's programmed in too. Maybe the reason we are what we are is because we've been programmed to be this way. Maybe the reason why there's such a question between nature versus nurture is that maybe in the initial coding of you as a human being, when you as a human being were coded, you were coded with some variables that you were going to be like this and this and this and this. And then when you got out, your environment, the environment that you lived in, made you determine which way you were going to go, how you were going to act. And if mimetic theory is correct, and I've talked about that in previous shows, then a lot of the things that we do is because we act as if we see other people as role models and we do what they do. We want what they want. We act as like other people. We're mimetic machines. We see other people and we want to be other people and we want to act like other people. And that's why envy is such a powerful emotion with us. It's such a powerful emotion because we want to be like others. This is the essence 
of a human being? Or is it? Maybe we were programmed like this and then thrown into this environment to try and figure our way around. Now, some of you are probably saying, what are you talking about, Calabucas? Obviously, there's objective reality. Just look out the window. There's a tree. And we can measure that tree and we can, we can add, do, use all sorts of machines to figure out if that tree is there. But that tree is obviously there. It's reality. But the thing is, everything that we're looking at is based on our senses, right? I mean, how do you think a metaverse is going to work? A metaverse is going to work by replacing or covering or doing something with all of our senses to make us feel that we're in another place. And if you do some really good virtual reality right now, if you look at some really good virtual reality, now, if you ask me, I think the problem with virtual reality is that it's using our current senses. The best way to do virtual reality is to bypass our senses, which is of course what the simulation is doing right now. But if we don't bypass our senses, if you go in wearing a virtual reality headset and wear a really good virtual reality headset and a really well-designed simulation, you really do feel like you are exactly there. In some cases, even the terrible simulations actually make you feel like you're exactly there. So the reality is, is that we don't really know what reality is. We don't have, we're not in touch with reality. There's no way for us to determine what is a hundred percent true. Nothing, in fact, is a hundred percent true because we don't know what the truth is. We are separated from the truth by our senses and other people's senses. We believe in things based on what we see and hear, but what we see and hear is suspect because we don't know if that's reality. It's closer to reality if we actually physically place ourselves in that location and look at the thing. But the more you are away from it, the more geographically dispersed you are away from something, the less it affects your reality. So the question is, if that's the case, if reality doesn't exist outside of the metaverse, outside of our kernel universe, our senses telling us what the world is like, would that make a difference? Does this make a difference to anyone that we live in a simulation? I'd say no. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future.